Hey Raj, another episode. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. We we're kind of back off the legal aspects and all the drama surrounding AI and kind of going back into the creative side of it. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about what we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. Likewise. Um, absolutely. I, I must say I really enjoy talking about creativity because that's that's the one thing which human beings have, which AI can always replicate really well. So I'm still all for you know, for humans, by humans. And um, yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's dive right into it. Fantastic. So uh, very first question, how has the world of creative content evolved with the integration of AI? And can you maybe share some standout examples of AI's uh, influence on creativity? I know we've delved into kind of the, the, the touch point between AI and human creativity before, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to kind of explore the topic even further. Absolutely. So I feel what AI has done is unlock some of the human ability to be more creative. I feel it augments creativity. It's not always creative per se. It's actually primarily it's remixing a lot of the information, but it can think originally as well. And the reason why I think AI is really interesting is because, at least for, for myself, when I look at AI tools and when I'm looking at, at stuff, as a human being, I have a finite capacity on what I can remember and what I've seen. Whereas AI has been fed with a lot of information and then it can base in and have an informed judgment on the back of that. That allows me to see a different angle and that allows me to be a bit more creative in my approach. That's what I love about AI. It allows me to be more creative. But at the end of the day, the real creative spin comes down to, for example, initially, how do you prompt it? Mm. How do, what do you put in? And then eventually the QA. Several times, I'm sure, like everybody else, we have found information which is not exactly what we're looking for. The same prompt used initially works so well. Then for, for, the, for a little different data, same prompt doesn't work. And that just shows that that also there is a, a finite ability of, of the AI at the moment. Some of it because of the, the memory space allocation, but also sometimes because prompting can only be as good as the person who puts it in. And sometimes it's not it's really hard to do that. You know, we might understand the concepts, but we can't put it into a prompt. So that's also a challenge as well. Overall, I feel there is a value in AI with creativity, but augments the ability of the person and it's going to be as creative as the human being looking at the creative aspect of it. Saying that there are times when people are entry level in the subject matter and AI can do a fantastic job for what they were thinking about. Classic example is image generation from Dolly 3, for example, or uh, Mid Journey. You know, I'm not a designer, uh, but I can put in prompts and I can get the most amazing design. Uh, but I'm not sure it's always creative or not, but it does do a better job than what I could do myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I completely agree. And, um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I work on the text-based um, uh, AI, Gen AI, all the time. Uh, and it really does kind of augment my writing and my creative process. But there's two things that I've noticed. I played around a little bit with Midjourney, And what I had in my brain, I could not 
uh, kind of create a prompt that would generate the image that matched up what I was looking for. And like, it really does come down to the prompt. It comes down to um, understanding. You still have to understand art or, or design really to to make sure that you're getting what you need. Um, and if I had to compare my prompts to uh, people that use it all the time, you know, my prompts were very kind of amateurish. Whereas if you look at what I, what my prompts on um, ChatGPT are, for example, I think they far surpass the the average person who just uses it to create a quick blog and that kind of thing. Um, so it is uh, kind of getting to to know the prompt and understanding how to prompt and how to communicate with the AI. But something that I've noticed that there is a shortfall on is coming up with really kind of unique, um, almost thought leadership. Uh, connections, thinking outside of the box and that kind of thing. I mean, I write a lot of thought leadership pieces um, and that really is thinking outside of the box. How can how can we make this tired old subject new and interesting to the same audience that consumes all this content? And to kind of try and find a new angle, um, chat, like you say, ChatGPT really, or, or any AI is just remixing what it already knows. It's not coming up with new um, new angles. So, um, you know, whether you're generating art or composing music or, or generating stories or, or, or thought leadership pieces, how does AI-driven creativity compare to traditional methods? And um, are there specific domains where AI shines particularly brightly? Again, what I'll say is that it depends. It, it is a very fast-growing area. <laughs> Now it's only like like consultants saying, "Well, it depends." But the the answer is actually depends on <laughs> the scenario is mm. because as it happens, we have just seen the entry level, the tip of the iceberg at the moment with AI. There's a lot more to come. It's getting better every time, and there's a reason to say that it, it won't catch up. But like if you look comparing. AI with the previous big change in human history where machines took over or, or, or took, taking over um, what you will, what we noticed was that that was the, obviously the the industrial revolution where we had machines come in at the end of the day to create the same kind of product again and again is what machines do really well to be completely unique so just put in some plastic and say well make me the next best thing which is going to sell really well in the market on amazon in the us well they struggle with that because it doesn't understand that level of creativity and i mm. i believe that we are many years from now where we can achieve that what we call agi artificial intelligence where well really the computer can actually understand and and an ai can actually perform as human beings and be super creative with everything. It can be creative because if you ask to remix things, it can remix things for you. And sometimes the combinations of it can work really well. But then it's the human being who has to decide, pick and choose which of the suggestions made by the AI really is creative. That still comes back to the human being, the creative person uh, involved in this process. So mm. prompting is one. Selecting the, the right, right option is number two. Correcting is number three. So as we discussed before, you can give it the same prompt and it'll give you different answers and it doesn't 
you know, maybe fits the first time, then it fits the second time. Uh, so that's correcting. And then finally, it's quality assurance, QA at the end. One has to make sure that, that the output is, 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 is good, is good enough. Thought leadership especially requires so many different aspects. If we look at, for example, content which is created by Goodman Lantern, for example, where obviously we, we, we both uh, help and contribute, a thought leadership content is understanding the context of the subject matter, the company, their context, the, the latest information about the, the areas of innovation and change in, the, in that subject matter. Then they are experts in the company itself, for example, who want to give their thought, thoughts. Then you have the board who might want to give their, their thoughts as well. Then we have our teams want to give their thoughts as well. Thinking about all these different scenarios and then understanding which one has the higher weightage. How do you build the right content? Keeping in mind all these different things, it's highly complicated. It is. Mm-hmm. It requires a bit of understanding, bit of bit of experience in it, and then finally a lot of intuition, which again AI is not known for. Again, it might change in the coming years, but it'll take a long time to achieve that level of of comprehension and expertise and efficiency. So. Again, this is an evolving space, but at the moment and for the next you know, tens of years, it's going to be really, really challenging. Yeah, yeah. Now, how do you see, speaking of the future, how do you see AI transforming kind of any industry that uh, needs creative content? Um, you know, are there certain sectors that might experience a complete overhaul because of, uh, because of AI tools? The way I look at this is that it depends on the level, the entry level or the, the, the level of the person or the company looking to make the change. As I mentioned earlier, that if I was looking for, I'm not a designer, but if I, if I need some quick design, I'll just go to a generative AI image creation tool and get something for, my, for myself. But if this was to be used within the company, for example, targeting large businesses, for instance, I will think twice. Firstly, because I don't own the copyright for it. Number two is that it's the, most likely it's not going to be good enough. Number three, when if I'm doing it for a company, I'll have multiple briefs, really multiple stakeholders in the company who will have their own viewpoints on it. To incorporate all those changes would require so much prompting and so many different changes that it maybe it's easier to do it with my own hand, for example, or hire mm-hmm. somebody who can do it. So it just depends upon the level and the complexity involved. Entry level, I think AI probably is good enough. But then when you go to the higher tiers, for instance, when there's a, a, a harder brief to kind of fulfill or there are multiple stakeholders, it is really hard. And it's not in the scope. Even the memory capacity most likely is not there to kind of develop, develop it. Or it doesn't have the the actual vigor to create that level of content as part of being creative or original. So at this point in time, I would say we are many years away to achieve that. You put the stuff in and it generates for you. You can be lucky and you can get that, but for high value content, high value uh, images, videos, text, it still requires human intervention. 
Now, um, that's a great way to segue to my next question is it kind of how do you envision the collaboration between humans and AI in the realm of uh, creativity? What's the ideal balance? Um, because you want the time saving. Um, uh, I was actually talking to someone about this the other day. You, you have that Venn diagram of fast, cheap and good. But you can only if you're using a human, you can only ever choose two. You can't get all three. AI's kind of flipped that on its head because now um, you know, you're speeding up the process. So you can technically get fast, cheap and good at the same time. So um, what's what's the ideal balance? Because you want the AI to kind of automate, but you need the human touch. Where, where's the balance? Where's the, the, the threshold between one and the other? I would say it's a bit of an evolution. If you think about us writing, initially, we, all we did was, you know, was writing on paper, for example, or maybe even stone initially, or slates, for instance, right? We, we evolved from slates to paper, and then we started using the typewriter, and then we have computer and word processors, and now we are looking at, obviously, online word processors with AI incorporated into it, and Grammarly using this AI to make it better. It's an evolution. It makes life easier. I think of AI as a, a collaborator, or a friend uh, to the to the human creativity or human production of content. It will make life easier. It will not replace them. It just doesn't have the ability to replace them. But sometimes, and if you see, look at the human history, machines have been is helped humans with heavy lifting, so that the human being can be more efficient, and you know can actually charge more for it because they're working on the most the more focus part of the creative element of the, the 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 process of creating something new so this is going to be an evolving thing you know i, I was talking to somebody the other day i was telling them that you know typists and telecom operators who should take cables and put them to shove them to different areas yeah those are, yeah those are long gone like who <laughs> we don't we don't have any roles of a typist i mean if you look at most job sites, you'll never find a typist role advertised in them because that's long gone. Today, mm. we do all our typing ourselves. And we have evolved a lot in that process. Similarly, AI will be the first preferred way to generate our first step in the creation of the content. And then we can then use us to kind of make it better. But or we can use it, you know, we can produce our version first and then get AI to correct some of the bits of it. Overall, it's a it's teamwork as opposed to one or the other. And it'll just enhance the human ability to be a better person. Mm-hmm. So what's the 60 second takeaway um, from uh, from this episode? I mean, there's we touched on quite a lot of points. Um, so I don't know if you want to kind of dive into a specific tool or um, how to work with AI? Uh, what What is the takeaway from uh, from this conversation? My takeaway would be, and I, something I didn't mention before, is that tools are evolving. They are growing. They they are they will be become part of our lives. Everybody's working on it right now, from Microsoft to Google to Adobe to to get the images. You name it. They're all working on it, and it will only enhance our life a bit, like the in the industrial revolution machines made our lives easier but the creativity the creative elements the the high level thought leadership stuff will still lie with human beings like the typewriter 
like the computer word processor, it will just make us more efficient and allow us to focus on the bits, which are the, the challenging bits which AI cannot solve. So I would mm-hmm. say still use it and evolve with it because AI is here to help us out. If you don't use it, the person who's using AI is the person who's going to replace us in our roles as whatever, managers, mm-hmm. marketeers, engineers, whatever that might be. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Raj. Um, yeah, lots of food for thought. Um, I'm, uh, I'm always experimenting with AI tools. And uh, yeah, and now I've, I've, I've got a bit of a fire in my belly again to go and find a new one to play with. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm sure the listeners all feel the same. So yeah, I hope that the people listening uh, have, if they feel inspired to embrace the polit- uh, possibilities that AI brings to the table. And uh, remember that it's all about finding that collaboration and finding that sweet spot between human intuition and machine precision. So yeah, um, thank you. Thank you so much for your, your thoughts on this uh, in this episode. Thank you, Megan. Thank you for having me. Cool. Um, See you again. And yeah, to everyone listening, uh, until the next episode, keep pushing the boundaries.